some reviews. Disney feature length films. Show cartoons. We bought VHS tapes. Every title we could. Disney is our business. Business is good. Welcome to Let's Get Down to Business with Kevin and Stephanie. Oh my god. Welcome to... I almost said Disney is our business. Yeah, that's stop our, doing that's that. That's not our title. Welcome to Let's Get Down to Business where Kevin's an idiot and I'm Stephanie. And I'm Kevin. I'm, I'm the talent here. She's the boring one. I already introduced you. That doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I already introduced you. You don't, you don't make me. I made you a star, big uh, theater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, guys. We are already almost to the Disney Renaissance. Oh, yay! Yeah, the only part people give a fuck about. I don't know. <laughs> There's some good ones in the beginning. Well, I think so, too. But I think that most people probably give a shit about the ones that we're coming up to within this, the next like four or five movies. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. Hopefully, they'll go back and listen to some episodes about some gems. Yeah. Like, uh... <laughs> are we ever going to post our... Pinocchio? Well, uh-huh. I mean, fucking obviously. Yeah. But are we ever going to go back and post our rankings? Like, do we even do that periodically on Twitter or Instagram, like, screenshots? No, I did kind of think about, like, what if we had, an like, a short episode where we just kind of go over our list yeah, and, like, like, talk about it? Yeah, highlights. I don't think that'd be a terrible idea, yeah. just for a primer or a refresher to yeah. kind of let people see where we're at and how fucking stupid we are. We should do it right before we get into the Disney yes. Renaissance, just to troll them hard. Like, yeah. like, oh, you thought this episode was going to be about f- Little where Mermaid? Where the fuck is the Lion King and Little Mermaid on your list? We haven't gotten there yet. Side and even note. after we get there, it's going to be in the fucking back. Side note. I showed The Lion King to my students last week. Why would you do that? Not because I'm a terrible teacher and I just play movies all day. That's part of it. No. We actually were doing something with The Lion King, so it tied in. Um, But I was watching it and I was like, oh shit, don't cry in front of these kids because... (laughs) Don't catch the feels. Oh my god, it's so good. Spoiler alert. Can't wait until we talk about it. Yeah, but you don't know where it's going to be in my rankings. I know exactly where it's going to be. It's not going to be number one, Kevin. Yes, it is. No, it's not. With a fucking bullet. No, it's not. You don't know that. You guys, if you know anything about Stephanie, you know that The Lion King is going to be number one easily. You mean the movie that I know the entire script by heart and all the songs, and I owned all the merchandise, and I even acted it out with my best friend. Like, you're going to be heaping so much praise on it that our house is going to collapse. I mean, our house is, you know, (laughs) it is what it is. Anyway, it's a frugal fucking paradise. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) If I had to sum you up in one sentence, it would be a frugal fucking paradise. I am, I'm, yeah. How am I a paradise? <laughs> like, my body's a wonderland, but that's like. Living with you is like a paradise, I guess. Well, yeah, absolutely, because I'm gone four days a week. <laughs> it is. You know, so we I was, pack a lot of good stuff into those other three I days. I was just thinking of crafting a Facebook status this morning that was like, you know, everyone keeps asking me. Or like saying to me, it must be hard living with your husband gone all the time. And I thought, you know, we only own one TV and yeah. we have different tastes in what we like to watch. So it's kind of nice that you're gone. Whatever. Yeah, so you can watch some bullshit all the time. Some more YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> Scroller box. Sorry I'm like fucking up your recommended suggestions. Yeah, you need to stop doing sites. that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is not cool. Like you're going to complain about my family fucking up your Netflix Recommendations? Your sister. Well, that, yeah, yes, sister. There's only so many recommendations of Kevin Hart movies that I can get. <laughs> or fucking Medea. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, you guys, we're a Disney podcast. Yeah, we are. <laughs> this, this is the weekly banter. We apologize. I literally have banter on, <laughs> on my outline. Oh, my God. We did it. Woo. Oh, yeah. Check that off the list. Uh, All right. Next, it says short. Time. Hey. You guys, in case you didn't know, Donald Duck is in like every fucking Disney short oh my God. ever. Oh but my God. fortunately, this was a good one. I know that's a spoiler alert. Oh, good. But <laughs> I was like, oh, he's not going to like this one. No, no. I thought it was really good. 
This one is called Donald's Ostrich. It came out in 1937. So we're going to the way, way back. Yeah. Yeah. Which maybe it was why it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> he was like before he was a complete shithead. Yeah. Yeah. This is the third short in the Donald Duck series. It's about nine minutes long. Although the video we watched was like eight minutes and 24 seconds. Yeah. And I was going to say, when we were watching it, I thought, this is kind of long. It did feel long. Not in a bad way. Like, you know, because we usually bitch way. about pacing mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, per Wikipedia, while Donald's ostrich was the first and only time that Hortense the ostrich appeared in animation, she later appeared in a comic book as Donald's pet. As Donald's pet? That's yeah. not right. That's not right. I like, how, fu- how fucked up is that? I guess we've, we've already had this conversation with about Pluto. Like, when you have like, anth- anthropomorphic like animals. Like, a dog. Yeah. Like Pluto is also a yeah. dog. Like, he's your fucking... I don't know. Yeah, I feel that way. I mean, we'll talk about it during <laughs> right. Great Mouse Detective. I don't want to get all PETA on you guys, but... I will never be PETA. <laughs> um, no, like with Great Mouse Detective, where they have pet cats and pet dogs. Yeah. But they're mice. Yeah. So I mean, we'll talk about it. Anyway, so this starts off where Donald is working, and he's listening to the radio, and he's yeah. kind of switching it around. So you see that there's all these different stations with all these different voices, and then he goes out to... Uh, the platform where the train is coming in. and he, the train. He's not riding a train. He's riding a dolly. Yeah. <laughs> he's like scooting around on it's a little dolly. Awesome. I know. And uh, he waits for the delivery. And he's delivered a whole bunch of packages. But there's one box in particular. And he tries to lift up the box. And the box has legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's creepy. So he can't seem to get the box to move. And out pops an ostrich. And she's just smooching all over Donald Duck. Yeah. And this is a very odd... Like, turn of events in a Donald skit, because he is not the creepy, pervy one trying to hit on somebody else. He's actually getting a taste of his own medicine and getting harassed. Well, and I don't know of anyone who loves Donald Duck as much as she does. Yeah, so. this is a first, yeah. for sure. Anyway, her name is Hortense. <laughs> H-O-R-T-E-N-S-E. Super tense. So tense. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> Not future tense, not past tense. Hortense. <laughs> Uh, the tag that's around her neck says that she needs to be fed and watered and that she will eat anything. Yeah. And that bears itself out. So she just pretty much follows Donald around because she just is doting on him. And she ends up getting hungry. So she starts finding things. So she finds an accordion and she eats the accordion. And then she swallows an alarm clock. And then there's balloons, and she swallows the balloons, and they pop inside yeah. of her, and she doesn't really know where those sounds are coming from. Kind of like when our dog toots. Yeah. <laughs> what, the, what was that? I know. She looks at her butt like, what was that? <laughs> um, and then there is one particular balloon that she was deep-throating pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. It was elongated. It was a long balloon. Yeah. Like, is it canon that ostriches just eat anything? Like they're fu- Like, they're the goats of the bird family? <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. I mean, they can't fly, so there, there's already that. But yeah, she is, she is straight up deep-throating anything in sight, like Seven Seven with an accordion, yeah. with this long-ass balloon. Yeah, and Donald's trying to figure out now. Cause she's, and Donald sees this, he's like, well, fuck, you know, maybe yeah. I've been going at this all wrong. <laughs> well, she has the hiccups, and Donald is trying to figure out what to do about it, so he tries to scare her. <laughs> is, she a, is she a pet in the future comics, or a sex slave? <laughs> oh. Oh, hmm. nevertheless. Kevin just Come on. always just ruins the moment. Uh-huh. Anyway, he has some forceps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's what those are called, right? Those, like, they're like... Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. They're not like, what are the, not like tongs. But they were kind of tongs. But I thought they were forceps. Forceps are for, like, separating. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't been on the exam table yeah. in a while. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, he grabs tongs, I guess we're yeah. calling them, and he tries to pull things out of her throat. Um, but she like swallowed his radio. Yeah. So then there's like radio announcements coming out of her mouth, and it makes her act out what's being played mm-hmm. on the radio. So we get to the point where there's like a, a boxing ca- match. Yeah, a boxing match. There's a, a race. Car race. Yeah. I don't know anything about that, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with the car race and the sounds of the racetrack, she's like looping and running around the room. Mm-hmm. And eventually she crashes. And I think all the stuff just comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's that. Yeah. That's about, <laughs> I really know what else to say. That's it. Yeah. Like she has the hiccups and Donald tries to like kind of cure her of that. Yeah. And I don't know if that's why he's trying to pull the stuff out with the tongs. Yeah. But then he gets the hiccups and then it just ends. Yeah. But it was cute. It was yeah, funny. It was there funny. is some uh, some good gags going on. Like everything that she swallowed and like like when she hiccuped it was like yeah. an accordion sound. But then it would be like the bell and the alarm clock. Yep. So there's a lot of funny Or the stuff. radio changing stations. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a lot of really funny stuff, um, slapsticky, cute stuff going on in this one, and I recommend it. Yes, Donald's Ostrich. Check it out. And I was really ready to be like, I'm so tired of shorts. <laughs> like, I'm so fucking sick of watching shorts. They're not funny. And then we got this one, so I'm glad this was a decent one. Yeah, I'm not I'm not pumped about doing this, but we keep doing it, so. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to soldier through, you do too. Kevin, get on that damn plane. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Hey there, podcast fans. I'm Cassie, and I'm the host of Disflix and Tidbits, my solo movie podcast about Disney Company movies from the past, present, and coming soon, and all the little extras, movie news, and experiments on nostalgia in between. Come for the childhood memories, stay for the deep dive into your favorite movies. New episodes every Wednesday. Tune in to Disflix and Tidbits. Subscribe for free everywhere podcasts are found. The Great Mouse Detective was released the year before I was born. Oh, man. 1986, y'all. A a simpler time. Kevin? (laughs) Come get smacked. How old were you? Like three? Yeah, I was three years old. Okay. That's how much older. Kevin Kevin was robbed in the cradle. Oh, shit. This is the 26th fully animated feature film. The budget, so... It was a whopping $30 million less (laughs) than The Black Cauldron. Because they learned their lesson, maybe. Maybe. So this budget that I saw on Wikipedia said fourteen million, but then I saw someone somewhere else that said twelve and a half million. Okay. I mean it's a But either way, it's dwarfing what the black cauldron cost. Dwarfing? Yeah, like it 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 is significantly less. Oh, I thought when you dwarf something, you're like taking over it. Yeah. I guess you're correct. I I'm right. Maybe. I'm right. I'm not going to concede the point yet, but we'll just say that it's possible. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. I'm right. There's four directors on this film. Yeah. Bernie, <laughs> B-U-R-N-Y. <laughs> I've never seen that. I know. Bernie Mattinson, David Missioner, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that's how that's pronounced, yep. John Musker, and Ron Clements. So I think there is like at some point David Mishner did, wanted off the project and like Bernie Madison just wanted to be the executive producer. Yeah. And so we got down to John Musker and Ron Clements. So it's based on a book series called Basil there you go. of Baker Street by Eve Titus, which is based off of the Sherlock Holmes books. Oh, and I think I've read these books in at some point when I was babysitting. Okay. I think one of the kids had one of those books. So Eve Titus got the name Basil from Basil Rathbone. Yes, who who played Sherlock Holmes in some of the old British Sherlock Holmes series. And we know Basil Rathbone because he narrated the intro to Mr. Toad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um and then he has like a a clip in this movie from a pre-recorded like episode yeah. that you if you listen you can catch it. Uh, so this movie was going to be rated by the MPAA, Motion Picture Association, uh, PG. Yeah. Disney was like, no, we want a G. What's the big fucking deal? I mean, maybe, they maybe, they maybe would, back in the day. They thought they would lose out on money if they rated yeah. it PG because then people wouldn't bring their kids. That's so odd to me because nowadays, like, you have something like, you know, Dead, Deadpool. Oh, my God. Probably, like, benefits from being an R. Yeah. Because, you know, it's an out-there fucking superhero movie. Yeah, ra- Everybody ratings, wants to take their fucking small children to it. Ratings don't mean shit anymore. Because, yeah, those superhero movies are events. So yeah. parents take their kids. And Regardless. I, I hear about it at school. Um, and then this was also released, The Great Mouse Detective, was also released the same year as An, an American Tale. Get wrecked, motherfucker. Yeah, we'll talk. Which about one do you think is better? We'll talk about that. <laughs> All right. So, production, the movie was being thrown around um, as an idea for an animated Sherlock Holmes movie around the time of The Rescuers. Yeah. Yeah. But it fell apart because they felt like it would be too similar. Which they were probably correct about. Yeah. <laughs> so, during The Black Cauldron, 
Um, as we know from the previous episodes, animators went, went along swimmingly, made <laughs> shitloads of money, was released on VHS immediately after it was out of theaters. I love that that's the sticking point that you tell everyone. It's fucked up. You're like, that's, dude, it wasn't released on VHS until like 19 years like 16 years, years. Yeah. Like you would think like a, a company that's like Disney that wants to get that shit out immediately to make that money. And to, like, wait that long? Yeah. That is egregious. He's told, like, three people all weekend. It's fucking impressive, you guys. (laughs) That's the fact. So, during Black Cauldron, animators weren't happy with what was happening and the developments. So some of them were like, hey, we're going to go start on Basil of Baker Street while you guys finish up Cauldron. Initially, the budget for Basil of Baker Street was $24 but Eisner greenlit it at half the cost. So, like, actually, like, $10 Yeah, that's... And he less, wanted yeah. the release date moved from 1987 to 1986. So he's like, this movie needs to be made in a year. Yeah, because, I mean, if you want quality, you, you shave off time and money. That's yeah. just, that's that's how you make quality things. These are definitely, like, Business. big, big businessmen. Yeah. yeah. But this is how we made all this money. Shut the fuck up. Which, again, up. we'll get into in the yeah, 90s, because I, I sent Kevin an article yeah. about how shitty they are. They're great. Yeah. So, to save on budget... This is the first Disney film to use computer animated assistance to cut the cost. So they weren't using, like, generated effects. Yeah. They were using it to help them animate. Um, so we have animators Phil Nibblink. Nibblink? And I'll, I'll say Nibblink. Nibblink. And Tad Gilo, they spent months designing, like, the inside of Big Ben with all the cogs and gears yeah, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. And they made a wireframe on the computer, and that was traced onto animation cells. Okay. And then they did the whole process. They said what was nice about it is instead of tracking side to side or up and down, now you have a depth where you could, like, go in between the gears and, like, have this moving camera. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. Um, Eisner, Michael Eisner, he also thought, aside from slashing budgets... Um, he thought that Basil sounded too English, Jesus so he Christ. changed the name of the of the movie to The Great Mouse Detective, which the animators thought was so stupid that there was an inter-office memo making fun of it. <laughs> so they were, like, changing all the titles to old movies, like yeah. Dumbo was like, The Amazing Flying Elephant, or Cinderella was like, The Girl with the See-Through Slippers. <laughs> so yeah, I just think it's funny. <laughs> I mean, what's work if you don't make fun of your higher-ups? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Something. Okay. You ready for the Green Mouse Detective? Fuck yeah, let's get down to business. But first, there's like 500 previews. <laughs> so we want to talk about, like, like people want to talk about the Disney Dark Ages mm-hmm. being the, the f- series of movies we're in right now, right? Yeah. I think the Dark Ages is whenever this VHS tape came out, which had to be mid-90s because we have previews for Belle's Tale of Friendship, <laughs> Hercules' Zero to Hero, uh, Doug's first movie. Hey, which don't hate. Okay. Doug as in, like, Nickelodeon. My Favorite Martian, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, and Winnie the Pooh, Seasons of Giving. Holy fuck. Holy fucking direct to VHS sequels. Holy fuck direct, like, to VHS garbage. Yeah. The Hercules one cracked me up. Yeah. It's like, meet Hercules when he was young. And then you see him as like scrawny and he's just a fucking dweeb. Yeah. <laughs> just, not, it just looks like shit. I know. It's the, so they all bad. look cheap as hell. Like the gags look cheap. Like it doesn't look funny. I really hope Doug's first movie is on our list. I feel like that was in theaters. I, I told you that uh, regardless of whether it's on our list or not, we are going to review that movie. I feel there like, are a couple of other ones that we're going to review as well. We're not going to spoil it for you guys. Already, I feel like you need to be Roger Plotz for Halloween. Plotz. Plotz. Excuse me. Roger Why? Plotz. You just. You can't just like go in green face. Okay. I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> I just think you have the nose for it. You're such a piece of shit. What? You're adorable. Whatever. Roger was actually the hot guy, babe. Everybody what? actually liked Roger. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> Let's set let's set the scene. Paint okay, the scene. I guess. London, eighteen ninety seven. <laughs> this jumps right into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Which I mean, thank you guys. It's dark. There's like dogs barking. Was there dogs barking? No, I don't. There's think like so. horses clomping. I yeah. don't know. You have like the sounds of being out in the street. 
Um, we are in Mouse Geppetto's house. <laughs> so we have this mouse guy. He builds toys and he has a daughter. She's so not cute. Geppetto because he has a child. He's very cute. <laughs> uh, she's very cute, I meant to say. Yeah. I mean, he's cute, too, because he's a mouse. Good God. <laughs> anyway, he's surprising her with a wind-up toy ballerina, mm. which I have never seen a toy move like that before. No, neither have I. It's like a flower, and you wind it up, and then the flower... It, like, flows around yeah. and dances. So he, so we know he's a very talented toy maker. <laughs> oh, Also, they have Scottish accents. Yeah. I feel like that's important to know. <laughs> She wears like a beret. I don't know. Probably a kilt. Right. She's playing with this toy. And then all of a sudden, they hear like a noise and this scary thing just jumps through the window. It is horrifying. Yeah, because like, we don't see what it is. You want to you talk about them angling for a G rating instead of PG and you fucking do some shit like this? You think this wouldn't scare the shit out of some kids? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you never get to see who the villain is or who this monster is. Well, you see his face when it pops through the window, but... Oh, it was so quick. I didn't even see it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, when you still frame it, you can see that yeah. it's um, a bat. Olivia, the, the girl mouse, is hiding, like, in a cupboard mm-hmm. as you just see silhouettes of the dad and this monster, like, yep. fighting, and there's stuff getting thrown around everywhere, and then it, it gets dark inside the room, and when she comes out, she sees that her dad is gone, he's been kidnapped, and we jump right into happy music. That's right. It, like, goes quickly to the title, uh, like, the name of the movie, mm. and the music is just like, let's go Upbeat. on an adventure. Yeah. So, it was a really weird tone shift. <laughs> um, it starts to be narrated by Dr. David Q. Dawson, who just came home from Afghanistan War. Yes. Okay. And uh, he is a mouse, too, because everybody's a mouse. Because <laughs> everybody's a mouse. Everyone's a mouse. Even Radigan. He's a mouse. You guys, don't call him otherwise. He's a mouse. Spoiler. Uh, so Olivia, he, well, first David Q Mouse. Q Mouse? No, that's Timothy Q Mouse. <laughs> Just call him Dawson. Dawson. You mean, uh, Watson? No. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So Dawson gets off a bus? Yes. And he, it's kind of raining and he's going by this building and he hears someone crying and it's Olivia and she's sitting on a box of liver pills. <laughs> just thought that was funny. And she tells him that she's lost. She's trying to find the basil of Baker street. And he's like, well, I don't know any basil, but I know where Baker street is. So come on, I'll take you. Okay. So they arrive. And then we have like this plump female maid mouse mm-hmm. who's supposed to be like the lady in Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And she says that sure, Basil. <laughs> come on, this is not hard. <laughs> no, Basil is not there, but they can come in. Which I was like, that's very nice of you to let these people in someone else's house. And they see he has like this like chemistry set, this like, laboratory. And as they're admiring it, this Chinese mouse just storms right in. Yeah. His Chinese mouse, but surprise, it's actually just Basil. Oh, shocking. Um, he is rambling about something. Uh, he thinks he's solved a case and he stacks up a bunch of pillows and shoots them with a gun. <laughs> and then he checks the bullet under a microscope. Compares it with another bullet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're learning about forensics in this movie. Yeah. Man. And they don't match. So then he he's just, crushed. He just he's plays like, the violin and yeah. pouts, basically. <laughs> give, me, give me those bullets again. <laughs> Um, so Olivia's trying to tell him that her father was taken by a bat, to which Basil's like, a bat? Oh, that's probably Radigan, the Napoleon of crime. I don't even get that joke. Okay. <laughs> he's, a, he's a legend, pretty much. I was like, ice cream? Oh my god. No, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Neapolitan of crime. Exactly. Yes. He's delicious. Everybody loves him. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Basil's going to help her find her dad because Radigan is involved. And we cut to where Radigan's lair is. And he has her father, Mr. Flaversham. And he's having him make a robot. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what it's for yet. Yeah. Okay? We can only assume nefarious things. But Radigan tells him 
that he needs to make this robot or we're going to go get your daughter and do something with her. And he's always ringing this little bell. Yeah. Okay. Um, the bat comes in and he wants the bat to go get a checklist of things. They're planning for the Queen's Jubilee. And uh, basically they decide they, they're celebrating Radigan and mm-hmm. how smart he is <laughs> and how maniacal and wonderful he is and there's champagne fountains and drinks for everyone yeah round of drinks um he has a harp solo (laughs) how badass is that yeah there are only like two songs in this movie right it's just this one and then one there's uh... like three okay well one's not like a musical number but there's a song okay um yeah so there's this whole song about radigan which i actually knew because i watched a disney sing-along thing yeah. that had this I was this wondering song. why you knew this. Yeah. I feel like I've seen this movie once. Well, obviously. Maybe. Have you seen it? Uh, I believe so, but it yeah. would have been a really, it, really long time ago. It all looked familiar to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're singing Radigan, and when they get to the part where they're like, the world's greatest criminal, and one of the guys is like, rat! <laughs> and Radigan doesn't like to be called a rat, you guys. Even really? though he's like five times larger than all the other mice. Doesn't matter. It's all about self-image. That's true. Don't tear me down, fucker. I'm one of you. He dragged himself up by the bootstraps from those sewers, those rat sewers, to live amongst these mice. (laughs) He's not going to be torn down, you piece of shit. You you drunk piece of shit. So he takes him out, freaking rings the bell, and we get to meet Felicia. (laughs) Felicia is a fat-ass fucking cat. (laughs) <laughs> and she just, you know, bounds up with her haters gonna hate walk with her pushed in face. She has so many rolls. Oh my god, it's phenomenal. Oh, I love it. And um, that mouse gets killed. Yeah, off screen. Gets straight up eaten. He's they they, they make more use of the shadows, and you see her yeah. uh, see the mouse go under her fat ass gullet. Yeah, and <laughs> never all, to return. All the mice in the background are like. <gasps> so it's there's a lizard there too, but. Randomly. Yeah. He's the lizard from Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, don't mess with Radigan and don't call him a rat. <laughs> Basically, that's it. Or just take his bell away. I don't know. Yeah. He really likes to ring that bell. Yeah. <laughs> so, now we are at Basil's and uh, he wants to go off and find Radigan, but the bat is there trying to get get uh, Olivia. And, right? Well, no, it's when the. Uh, they search for the bat. Yeah. And he's going for the checklist of things. So he's got to go back to the toy shop where her father is from, mm-hmm. Olivia's father, to get the uniforms off of the toys, uh, some gears. But they are still at Basil's deciding what to do. And he's like, no children. You're not coming with us. But the bat was like sneaking around because he wanted yeah, to get her. I guess that did yeah. happen. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And then they follow him yeah. after that. Because when they leave to follow the bat... They kind of pan upstairs mm-hmm. to where the humans live. Yeah. And there's a very familiar guy living oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. But they're going up there so they can borrow his dog, Toby. Does it rhyme with furlock bombs? <laughs> <laughs> the dog, Toby. <laughs> Who is a basset hound. Yes. Oh, it's adorable. <laughs> Much and- more adorable than any real basset hounds because they fucking suck. But- oh. Betsy. Don't give me that. She Betsy was, so was terrible. Sweet. She did smell terrible. She was not sweet. She oh, was she mean. Was. She was mean to you. No. She's nice to me. Okay. Yeah. When she was eating whole fucking chickens <laughs> off the counter, strings and all. Oh, <laughs> uh, that dog was so bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Remember, she would like get into the pantry and she wouldn't eat anything. She would just, yeah, she'd like, just tear everything out and make would, a mess. But she would like chomp on bags of yeah. bread or marshmallows. Or sugar or flour. She wouldn't eat it. Yeah. She would just make, make a it, mess. Make it so you couldn't eat it. Yeah. Yeah, that dog was a dick. Yeah, she was awful. I loved her though. Uh, My brother loved her. That was his baby. <laughs> so now we're at the to- now we're at the toy shop. Toby brought them to the toy shop because yep. he was hunting down the bat. And the bat is stealing all the uniforms off the like Soldier. His name is Fidget, by the way. I feel like we should put that out there. Oh, yeah. Fidget the Bat. Yeah. (laughs) And he has a hilarious voice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The trio is exploring the toy shop. The trio being Dawson. Dawson and Basil. Yeah. And there's a lot of creepy toys in there. A lot of, like, there's, like, weird dolls. Yeah. But then there's uh, a Dumbo. 
Yeah, just there's, randomly. There's a random Dumbo in there. Generating bubbles. Mm-hmm. Well, as they are searching around, the bat fidget ends up kidnapping Olivia. Because he's in a bassinet. Is it a bassinet? Is that what, is that what those are called? Or uh, a cradle? Cradle? Yeah, and he's, got a, he's oh. got a bonnet on and everything like that. And she takes the, the sheet away and he just snags her. He's, I thought that was pretty great. Puts her in a sack. Yeah. Yeah. And then he beats her with a bag of bricks or something. Yeah, I was going to say, he puts her in a sack and beats her against the wall. <laughs> that was totally awesome. I love that you and I go to the same place. Right? Oh, love. Yeah. <laughs> There's this really great shot. So Olivia screams, obviously. And so Basil goes chasing after them. And the and Fidget is running up this like tower of blocks. Mm-hmm. And... Up top, I think, is how he got in. Yeah. There's, like, a hole up there. Yep. And Basil's climbing after him. And you have this great perspective where the camera's pointing down and Basil's climbing up the blocks. Yeah. And it just looks really great. Um, But, yeah, so the bat ends up getting away uh, because the tower falls on Basil and it collapses. And then he... (laughs) Jesus Christ. Shut up. Never forget. Come on. Um, no, uh, he, as he meets back up again with Dawson, Dawson has found a ch- the checklist. Yeah. Which said, like, uniforms, gears. The girl. The girl. And there's, like, one other thing mm-hmm. that I can't think of. Yeah. So now we're back at Radigan's because the bat brought Radigan Olivia, and she gets to see her dad, except that <laughs> they put her in a giant bottle and cork it. And they cork it. And they just leave her like that. They did not drill any holes. Yeah, apparently air is not a thing. Like, you know, hey, fuck it. Should be all right. Yeah. Um, And Fidget tells Radigan that Basil intervened, and Radigan is not happy, so he rings the cat bell. And he's about to be like, hi, Felicia. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he ends up feeding Fidget to the cat, except that Fidget's putting up quite the fight and ends up getting free. And then I would like to see a cat try and eat a bat. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, but I like bats. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They're good. I, I hear they're cool. They eat mosquitoes. Yeah. Yeah. So Radigan ends up thinking like, oh, well, this is a great plan because then Basil's going to come here and then I can finally finish him. Fidget, you're great. Like, Felicia. Yeah. Release him. So yeah, so. And we he, should also mention at this point that uh, Vincent Price is the one that is voicing Radigan. I don't know who Vincent Price is. It's like a classic legendary horror Okay. Actor. Did you actually know who he was yes. before I was Googling? Yes. I okay. Knew, I knew who Vince Preston okay. was. Yeah. He was so excited to be a Disney villain, yep. especially when they started drawing Radigan after him. Yeah. He just thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, I just want to note that His it voice was is fucking great. our Lord and Savior, Glenn Keane, who animated Radigan throughout yes. this film. Because originally he was supposed to be a much smaller character. Radigan was like yeah. more like wafy and just yeah. kind of rat rat like. Yeah, but and then the- yeah, like he ended up like designing him after Ron Miller, who yeah. was still employed by Disney at this time. And Ron Miller was a former NFL lineman, so he's a huge, huge like you know yeah. six six, you know a couple hundred pound guy. Well, and I read too that Glenn Keane had looked through like old photos from like the Victorian era. Yeah, and there is like these guys with like. Uh, like glasses of like alcohol yeah. or like chewing on a cigar, and he just thought the idea of this like rat who's trying to be like upscale and class, yeah, high society, che- yeah, chewing on chested. cigar, like yeah. he just like loved that idea, yeah. so which was a good call, yeah. I mean, thumbs up, yep. That's why they pay him the good money. Uh-huh. So we have Basil who's analyzing this checklist, and uh, he. They took, he took it back to his lab, and he's looking at the chemical composition that's that it has, I yeah. guess. Um, he finds out that it's got seawater on it. <laughs> I don't know how, but he does. Because he ran it through the fucking Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> <laughs> so many Rube Goldberg yeah, machines in this movie. Um, he noticed that it had, like, um, soot or coal yeah. dust on it. Yeah. So he's like, this 
came from a, the seedy part of town in a pub by the waterfront. Yeah. And so we get to go to a seedy pub by the waterfront. Okay. <laughs> in disguise. In disguise. Um, they're wearing costumes. Basil is a sea captain. With a sick-ass mustache. It's like <laughs> awesome a little pencil mustache. mustache. And then, it looks like, like Salvador Dali or something. <laughs> and then we have Dawson, who's wearing like Mr. Smee's outfit. Yeah, I know. Like with, the, with the small shirt and everything. So his belly's hanging out. And he's got the, the stupid-ass earring. And we have Basil like smoking a cigarette. Yeah. There's a lot, There's of, a lot smoking of smoking in this movie. In the mid-80s. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, so how far we've come, I guess. This bar scene is why the Motion Picture Association was trying to give it a rated PG. Yeah. Uh, because they felt like uh, it was... It's pretty risque, honestly. Well, they felt like it was gl- glorifying. And, and, yeah, I think so. Uh, kind drinking? Of, yeah. yeah, drinking and yeah. like excesses, I guess you would yeah, say. Yeah, because they were saying, like, Disney was like, well, we're not actually promoting drinking because the mouse that did drink ended up getting eaten by a cat. <laughs> And so they were really playing this, yeah. like, well, but... Yeah. See, your, your lawyers earned their money that day. This yeah. Because in this bar scene, there is, like, a cabaret yeah. with, like, a can-can dance with this mouse, who I was like, why are all these dudes into this mouse? Because she looks kind of homely. Right? They know what's coming. Well, then she, like, takes off her clothes. Yeah, she takes off her clothes. And she has, like, a one-piece. Yeah. She's, like, a one-piece, and she's doing the can-can. Yeah. And Disney was like, well, it's not risque because she's a mouse. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Tell, tell that to furries, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Um, <gasps> gross. <laughs> so, Basil in disguise, like, asks the barmaid, like, oh. Give I'm- me a couple of pints from a mate. And also, do you know Radigan? Yeah. A, do you know a Radigan? Does that sound familiar? Ring any bells? It's like I a mean, spit Don't take. ring the bell, obviously. But It's like a spit take scene where everyone's like, <gasps> and everyone goes silent. And she's like, no, never heard of him. <laughs> and so as the cabaret dance is going on, he's watching her pour the drinks. And yeah. she's putting something in it. Yeah. And Dawson's not paying any attention because he's yeah. just eyes on the stage, totally into the show. And he drinks the poisoned beer. Yes. <laughs> As uh, Basil's analyzing it, and he's like, "This has been poisoned." <laughs> blah 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 blah. It's been drugged. Yeah. So can I have yours? Dawson's discombobulated, and he knocks into people, which starts a bar fight. <laughs> and that's when Basil spots Fidget, and they go chasing after him, and they run, and they get back to like Radigan's lair, mm-hmm. and we see the bottle that Olivia's yep. in, and she's like laying there, and it's like, oh shit, she's and you're like, dead. Obviously, because, she's dead because no oxygen. Yeah, asphyxiation. So um, legit. <laughs> but as they try, you guys ever and, seen that movie Buried? It's great. <laughs> God, stop bringing up Buried. Nobody likes what? It. Come on. Nobody likes that damn. Movie. Everybody. Ryan Reynolds is so hot right now. Like literally, <laughs> and figure. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, is he? What has he done? He's fucking Detective Pikachu. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. He's fucking Deadpool. Like, Oh, yeah. He was the fucking Green Lantern, for fuck's sake. <laughs> My students hate that movie so much. The Green Lantern? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty popular to do so, and it's fair. I liked it. Yeah, that's... Uh, I thought it was fun. You and I need to go back and reevaluate that, because I think we are on the wrong side of history with that one. I think we were trying to kind of rage against the machine. No, F- I thought it was fuck fun. Fuck you all. We won't do what you tell us. We'll like bad movies occasionally. That's why we're watching all these. But That's why we need to see Dumbo. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> um, and where were we? Okay, so Olivia's... At, Ra- at Radigan's Lair. She's Olivia's not dead. dead. She's not dead. No, she though. is dead. And Basil's crushed. <laughs> Credits, you know, and I'm a fucking failure. Radigan's the best. Yeah. No, so Olivia turns over. Yeah. But it's not Olivia. It's Fidget. It's Fidget the best. <laughs> Surprise! Um, and they hit down a banner, mission accomplished, like, <laughs> welcome Basil. Like, this is a total trap from the get-go. Radigan planned it all out, and he I, walked right into I it. I love that Radigan's like... But you're 15 minutes late. Yeah. Like, bro. Bro, I expected you earlier. I, I was I was overestimating you're, your abilities. You're off your game. <laughs> um, Step your game up. <laughs> so they capture Basil and Dawson, and they tie them up. <laughs> to a mousetrap. To the best Rube Goldberg machine I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um... So Radigan's like, which device do I use to kill you? I've been plotting this all this time. So I decided... 
All of them. <laughs> so he has like an axe and a gun and a crossbow. And an anvil. <laughs> so the way that this machine works. And this works, mousetrap as well. Because they're tied oh, to, yeah, they are tied tied to, to the snap mousetrap. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, like the, uh, it gets triggered. By a record player. It, it will smash their faces with the bar. Yeah. So the record player is spinning, and as it gets to the end of the song, it's going to pull on a string, which drops a ball, which activates all of these devices. That's Um, pretty great. Basil's pretty humiliated because... He's resigned to death. He's like, man, I've been outsmarted. My my fucking ego has been destroyed. He really made Basil look like an idiot. (laughs) So he's pretty much given up. Um, And then... (laughs) I've given up! That was pretty great. That sounded really good. Oh, that was a little pukey. <laughs> so now we find out what Radigan's been up to yeah. with the robot. Because we head to Buckingham Palace. And apparently, okay, so they're going there for the Queen's Jubilee. Yeah. Apparently, the real Jubilee was going on in real life. Okay. When this movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. What's a Jubilee? I think it's just a celebration. It's a really bad X-Men character <laughs> from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, what was her powers even? Uh, fireworks. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, anyway, uh, they show like we're in the queen's room and a gift arrives. And at this point, all of Radigan's men are wearing like the fake uniform. Mm-hmm. So she just lets them in and she's all excited for this present and they open it up. It's her. It's her. <laughs> but. But it's. Toy her. It's an animatronic. It's so weird. Yeah. More convincing than the Donald Trump animatronic? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Does it have the so hand gestures? Yeah, this one didn't look like John Voight. So. <laughs> anyway, they capture the queen and take her to Radigan as the animatronic goes out on stage to greet the people. <laughs> the song, however, on the record player mm-hmm. where Basil and Dawson are it waiting keeps to skipping. die. Yeah. So they're never going to die. They're fine. Um, so the song is starting to wind down, even though it skips a little bit. And eventually it gets to the end. And finally, right at the end, Basil's like, oh, shit, I should probably do something about this. Mm. <laughs> and he does math in his head, like, <laughs> which I could never do. I'd be dead. <laughs> He's like the square root of the Pythagorean yeah, theorem. spotting a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> And he figures out that if he hits the trigger mechanism on the mousetrap... At the exact point in time when the uh, The ball, ball drops. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah, exactly. Happy New Year. We're not fucking dead. Um, and everything works out. So, yeah. So, the ball, like, jammed up. And yeah. then everything triggered the wrong way. And they get loose. And they run to Buckingham Palace. At Buckingham Palace... We have the animatronic fate queen introducing Professor Radigan as her royal consort. And he's just decided that he's going to start taxing everybody. Yeah. He rolls out his list of, like, decrees. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to tax the elderly, the poor, and also <laughs> small children. Like, this dude is, is a man after my own heart. No, <laughs> he is a true Republican. <laughs> uh, libertarian? Republican. I don't know. Either way. Right. So... Fidget has the queen, and he's trying to feed her to the cat. Yeah. That's when Toby and Dawson and Basil show up to save the day. Um, Anything you want to say about that? Uh, Is there anything that I should say? I I didn't really... Toby chases the cat off, and she ends up in the uh, guard dog (laughs) section of the palace. Like, she jumps over a fence, and she gives him, like, the shithead face, like, ha fuck you, like, I got away, you got nothing on me. And when she jumps to the other side, you see a bunch of fur flying and dogs and barking. And now she's dead. Yeah, so hopefully she's fucking dead. Um, but yeah, aside from that, they save the queen. Yeah, because they, Basil takes over the animatronic yep. and it makes her explode. And then they capture... They pretty much, they, uh, they out Radigan yep. for what he is to everybody. He gets super pissed off and... He tries to escape with Olivia and Fidget on a dirigible. Mm-hmm. That's what you call him, right? I believe a so, A blimp, yes. dirigible? Yeah. 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 Um, and so this dirigible has like a pedal bike. <laughs> so as you pedal it, yeah. it has the propeller works. And so they're flying away. And then I think, did Basil have the toy maker like create a... I think so. Like a makeshift blimp. Like a airplane or something. Yeah. yeah. So they're chasing after them. They're headed all the way up to Big Ben. 
Which is a clock tower, you guys. It's a clock. <laughs> hey, man, not everybody knows the world, babe. This is America. <laughs> the education system is not very good right now. Yeah, that's why I told them what a dirigible was exactly. in case they had to look it up. It's one of those things in, like, Australia, right? <laughs> Can you imagine if we just tr- treated our audience like they're just morons all the time? It works for politicians. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. <laughs> Oh, although I'm having a lot of fun with this. <laughs> anyway, so they head up to Big Ben, and they crash through like the face of the clock. Yep. And well, I take that back. Basil jumps onto Radigan's thing, blimp, and that crashes through the front of Big Ben. Yeah. So now we're in there. It's Radigan, Basil, and Olivia because he, ba, or Radigan kicked Fidget off of his yep. blimp. And uh, the three of them are inside this clock where we have the... The gears that Stephanie was talking yeah. about earlier. Because it's not a computer computer animated scene. But it scene. looks different. It's definitely got a different yeah. feel than and the And it's of the because movie. the camera is panning through it, yep. not side to side or up and down. Yep. And so it, the reason I'm not calling it computer animated is because they printed out the f- wire framework and then traced it. Exactly. So this wasn't animated on the computer. But the it's whole got thing. like a really authentic there, looking feel to it, I guess. There's something different about yeah. it, but it looks fantastic. It does, it does. Oh my god. The the way the camera moves through that scene is mm-hmm. just awesome. Um, we have Olivia, who almost gets crushed between some gears. And gears? Gears? And Radigan's cape got caught, but he tears away from that, yeah. and then his body just like grows like what's his face in that movie yeah he's he's done with the fucking formalities like i'm a fucking rat and i'm gonna crush you basil you've embarrassed me bro let's go split that's what i'm thinking yeah when james mcavoy's character turned into the beast yeah that's what it reminds me the beast the beast uh so like radigan (laughs) is like very ratty looking now like the rat (laughs) (laughs) nice Nice adjective, babe. Thanks, babe. You really had to search for that one. Thanks. Um, he lo- <laughs> he looks like the rat now from Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, yeah. So he just looks really fucking evil. Menacing. Yeah. I think is a good word. Um, and so he and Basil are kind of fighting, and they end up on the clock hands on Big Ben. And how does this all transpire? What do you mean? Tran- transpire? Yeah, transpire. Like the, uh, the airship is right by them. Because um, he hands... And the, and the father is trying to get a hold of Olivia's hand. They're reaching out for each other. Yeah. While Radigan and Basil are on the clock hands and they're fighting, uh, the the clock strikes. And that throws Radigan and Basil off the clock hands. Mm-hmm. Olivia gets grabbed. They're fine. And <clears throat> Basil is hanging on to the remnants of the dirigible. And the- Radigan is hanging on to his legs. Yeah. So, uh, I can't remember exactly how it falls off, but it does yeah. off of Big Ben. So, you're thinking they're both falling to their death, and Basil's holding on to a piece of the dirigible that was the, the paddle. Pa- the, the, pa- the propeller. The propeller, yeah. So, Radigan falls to his death, we are led to believe. And, oh, yeah, he's not surviving yeah, that. And, and Basil comes up through the clouds, pedaling the, the bike. The, or the, bike. Pro- the propeller. The propeller. Yeah. So, he's fine. Yeah. And, uh... They save the day, Hmm. and they go back to the house on Baker Street. And I haven't done that fucking musical effect once yet. What? That that is amazing restraint on my part. You know, I only know the Foo Fighter version of that song. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. I know. Um, So, yeah, so they're back at Baker Street, and you can tell, like... Uh, Basil really wants Dawson to stick around, but mm-hmm. he doesn't want to come out and say it. Exactly. But then a damsel in distress shows up at their front door. With and a he's chase. like, me and my associate here, Dawson. Well, if you would have me. Yeah. yeah. And then they have a bromance. Yeah. And on to the next case. Yeah, that's it. The end. <laughs> yeah. Question mark. Any questions? <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> I'm my own thing. Hi, Bobby. <laughs> so the reception and the legacy of the Great Mouse Detective. This movie did fifty million fucking dollars during its initial release. Initial release, yeah, not that lifetime. Was four times the budget. 
But it would have been two times the budget, Jeff Katzenberg. Even if was- even still, American Tail was released that year. Yeah, American Tail beat it that year by twenty two million. Oh, see, I I had read that incorrectly. I thought you were it, it was saying that it beat an American Tail by nope. twenty two. And I was gonna say, what the fuck is wrong with people? Because not that I was gonna talk any shit about this movie, but like an American Tail is, you, I, I I like I haven't seen it in a long. You time. need to go back and watch it. I guarantee it's probably still fucking head and shoulders, babe. I, I know, guarantee babe. you. When we get down to blueness. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's coming, motherfuckers, just so you know. <laughs> Let's get down to blueness. Do you think Seth will... <laughs> do some review. Fuck yeah! You think we- Seth, we're calling you out, brother. We need your help. We'll, we'll pay you to rewrite our lyrics. <laughs> we'll, we'll pay you handsomely. <laughs> um, due to the profit of this movie, even though it wasn't like a blockbuster, like it, yeah, yeah. it wasn't huge... Uh, Katzenberg, who was uh, the chair, mm-hmm. co-chair, whatever, of, of animation division, he decided that it was still viable enough to release one anim- animated film per year. Which is pretty stark, considering this is a guy that wanted to completely, you know, destroy yeah. the animation division entirely. Yeah. The other good thing that have came out from this movie is that it brought together Musker and Clements as co-directors who are, are going to go on... To do amazing things. Really? You don't say. It's a little foreshadowing. Our critics, let's start with... (laughs) Can can they kiss our ass? (laughs) Let's start with Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert. (laughs) Uh, Gene Siskel enthusiastically praised the film as the, quote-unquote, truly memorable animated feature in 25 years that travels a wide emotional range, taking us from cuddly to scary, from recognition to wonder. Roger Ebert gave the film three stars out of four, in which he praised the film's animation and compared the film to that of Disney's Golden Age. He summarized that, quote, The result is a movie like The Great Mouse Detective, which looks more fully animated than anything in some 30 years, end quote. Yeah, and on their show, of course, you know, judging by that, yeah, Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs up. Yeah, Um, and so I would like to say to that, they did not like An American Tale. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they didn't like it. They felt that it was trying to be very Jewish without coming out and saying it was Jewish. Like, they were trying to, like, yeah, brush it under the rug. Okay. And, but they had some other issues with the way the movie was itself. Okay. So, it's just funny that, like, American Tale made more money. <clears throat> yeah. But as far as critics go, this was the better movie. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Um, the New York Times film reviewer Nina Dar- Darnton. Mm-hmm. Um, applauded that the heroes are appealing, the villains have that special Disney flair, humorous black blackguards mm-hmm. who really enjoy being evil, and the script is witty and not overly sentimental. <laughs> uh, Johanna Steinmetz of the Chicago Tribune graded the film three and a half stars out of four, writing, This movie is cute, 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 but it's a higher grade of Disney cute than The Rescuers and The Fox and the Hound. The key to good Disney animation is character and facial expression, and Detective abounds in both. Yeah. So I was reading earlier from uh, Tor.com, because I like to read a lot of different reviews. And they actually had said that, like, this is some of the worst animation in a Disney movie that had come out in a while. Really? And I was like, really? Yeah. Um, I wrote, I put a note on here for Common Sense Media. I just want to read you some of those because I love reading Common Sense Media. (laughs) Common Sense Media, for those who don't know, is a site where... And you shouldn't know because it's awful. Yeah. It's like where like super conservative parents go to write movie reviews for each other and warn you about movies for your kids. This is what the MPAA is made for. Basically. Um, Let me find... Let's see. Okay. Uh, this mom says, while I appreciate the clever nods to Sherlock Holmes, the movie was more violent and scary than my family and I expected. A mouse character is executed, fed to a vicious cat, by the villain, and while you don't see the act of death, it's obvious. Another character is close to death, and generally the villains are far scarier in terms of big teeth and claws. Also, there's significant peril, and the little girl getting kidnapped with a violent Rube Goldberg-style killing trap for the heroes. Sexuality-wise... I was quite thrown by a seedy bar scene in which a sexy cabaret girl actually sings that she'll take all her clothes off. That's the point where we quickly jumped forward a bit in the movie. Not worth the post-processing with kids. Jesus Christ. Talk to your fucking kids. It's not hard. It's not hard. This is... They're literally saying they don't want to talk to their kids about this. Oh, my God. Save that for somebody else. Um... 
There was a lot of them where it was like, my kid was so frightened. There's one in particular. <laughs> uh, this one says that they rented it from the library and it was so scary. Uh, my son complained of the bat face being stuck in his head and had trouble going to bed. The next day, my son said he was going to tell that librarian that movie should be rated PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that librarian was like, God, great. go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. If you want to read some sh- about some sheltered ass kids, go to commonsensemedia.org. Anyway, that was a sidetrack. Kevin. Hey. You're first. Am I? You're first this week. Okay. The Great Mouse Detective. Overall. You mean the Basil of Baker Street? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, overall, I liked it. But I don't think it resonated with me. God damn it! Quite as much as really, really, you fucking bastard. Go. Well, I'm stealing your thunder. Fuck you. I do what I want. Uh, it didn't quite resonate with me quite as much as uh, Mr. Siskel and Ebert said, or even some of the other reviewers or friends mm-hmm. and family that we talked to about this. The animation I didn't really have a problem with um, because you know if I if I like something like the Rescuers, I think the animation here is probably a little bit better. But the characters were the problem for me here. I didn't think that Olivia was enough of a, a presence, I guess. She seemed very paint-by-numbers. Uh, she wasn't very active overall. Same with her father. Um, I thought that the villains were good in a fun kind of way. I thought Radigan was a great villain. Vincent Price, I mean, I, I would say is easily... The best part of this movie. His his performance is great. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, overall, it just it was a kind of a quick in and out movie. As far like if 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 it's going to be a nod to Sherlock Holmes, there wasn't a lot of detective work to go on here. Like you had a couple of scenes where it was like you know when he first met Dawson was one of them, and kinda when they were when they were trying to track down the bat. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was a lot more. Rube Goldberg type of stuff or like, <laughs> or, or science type science. Types, of, types of things that figure these things out rather than, you know, working through the problems like when you actually watch like the BBC Sherlock Holmes. And obviously you're not going to get that with a children's movie. And I understand that. But just overall, it didn't it didn't really hit me or resonate with me. The, the Queen stuff I thought was kind of anticlimactic, even though it was funny because mm-hmm. because of Radigan. And uh, while the clock tower scene was very cool. It was kind of jarring with the way that it looked compared to the rest of the movie. And then with Radigan, you know, just kind of kind of went out like a punk. <laughs> and you, you know how I, I never really like that a lot. But, yeah, I don't know. It just uh, yeah, it didn't it didn't hit me as, uh, as hard as I, I hoped that it would. I, I liked uh, Basil as a character, but it just I don't know. It's kind of a half measure, I guess. Yeah. I the the word that stuck with me when thinking about how to review this was safe. Yeah. I feel like this is a very safe movie, even though we're starting to get into darker elements yep. with characters being killed off um like off screen or the villain being a little more maniacal, I guess. Yeah. Um it just felt safe. It was a very like like everyone knows the Sherlock story. Even then, like there's a Sherlock TV yep. series, there was Young Sherlock the movie in 1985. Um so it just felt like like this is a nice safe story. It's a detective story. Um a little bit noir, like just like classic things. But not yet, but not enough. But noir. not enough. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um but it was very safe. Um, we know, like, mice do really well. I'm sure, like, Nim had come out. Yep. Um, so I think they're also trying to echo some things that Don Bluth is doing mm-hmm. as well. Um, so I, I really, like, when you say nothing resonated with you, like, same, basically. Yeah. Because... God damn it. <laughs> I know! <laughs> ah. You thought you were going to get me, Stephanie. God damn it. No, I, I just don't emotionally connect with this movie. Um, I there's not a lot to emotionally connect with. Do you with. remember I, I have have had had seen it? Yeah. As a child, maybe not even being that young, but I, I know I've seen it before. Yep. Um, the things that it does have going for it, um, like it said, it's going to bring together two of these directors that are really going to uh, make Change their things. mark yeah. on Disney. Um, using the CG, 
well, not serious CG, but the computer but the to assist. Um, I think some of the animation shots look really great. Mm-hmm. I don't think the art looks as bad as like the lady that reviewed on tour.com was saying. It, it didn't look as grand and amazing as I know, um, like Beauty and the Beast or Little Mermaid or even Rescuers Down Under is going to look. Yeah. But I don't think this was like, like a sword in the stone bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's, I was really hoping that this would like easily go in my top 10. Yeah. But I think it's going to be middle of the road. And it's not a bad movie. Not it at just all. doesn't it, stick yeah, I, out. I, I, want, I want to definitely. Like, put that to bed like I, right away. Like, it's not a bad movie. Either. I always joke about, like, like Bugs Life being Pixar's best forgettable movie. Yeah. I think Great Mouse Detective is Disney's best forgettable movie. Yeah. Even more so than Rescuers. Because I think Rescuers is better. I do, too. <laughs> yeah. that, that was going to be my hot take. <laughs> you can still hot take it up, babe. Right. Um, I'm going to put this... Yeesh. Yeah, right? Because... It's hard because this isn't a bad movie, but I have this clump of like Jungle Book, Sword in the mm-hmm. Stone, Fox and the Hound, and I feel like it goes somewhere in there, which feels really low because Jungle Book is 18, followed by Sword in the Stone, yep. followed by Fox and the Hound at 20. Holy cow. <laughs> That's down there, babe. I know. And it it's like this movie isn't that bad, but like it's very forgettable. Yeah. So... Mm. Because Jungle Book has some catchy songs. As yeah. much as I don't like Jungle Book, um, it's a little more memorable. Mm, would I rather watch Fox and the Hound or would I rather watch this? Yeah, I'm going to put it behind. It's low, but I'm going to put it behind Fox and the Hound. I'd rather watch Fox and the Hound. Okay. Wow. That's and, impressive. Well, I think as far as like childhood movies go, too, Fox and the Hound sticks with me more. Okay. Well, oh, no. Mm. Come on. Think about it. Think it through. It's fine. Well, this the Great Mouse Detective has some really great animation scenes. I mean, Glenn Keane doing Radigan. Radigan is so great. Yeah, I know. Fuck. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna... <laughs> Do you want me to go first? No. Why, why you think this through? Because no. I know where I'm going to put it. It's okay. pretty easy for All right, me. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I am going to say that it is not as good as Robin Hood. Robin Hood. I would say that uh, Prince Prince John <laughs> is about on on par with Radigan. Maybe Radigan's a little bit better, but the rest of Robin Hood, animation aside, I think is better. Yeah, the the characters have a lot better chemistry in that. It moves, you know, pretty quickly. I think, and yeah, I w- I, w- I would say that I like Robin Hood just a little bit better than this. So I would I would put it at number fourteen. Between Robin Hood and Pete's Dragon, and just below Ichabod and Toad. Okay, um, I think I'm going to put it behind Dumbo because Dumbo is 17 and yeah. put it ahead of Jungle Book. And that's what I was thinking too. I think I think the Jungle Book and the Fox and the Hound are like the the. It's a weird. That's the that that's the line. That's your equator right there. Yeah. Because that's when you start getting to the shit, like Sword in the Stone, the Aristocats. Yeah, because I don't really the package films. like Jungle Book. No. And again, it's not that I don't like this movie. It just doesn't stand out to me. No. But if we're going to compare it to, like, Golden Age Dumbo. Well, and that's and that's what yeah. I'm saying. Because if, if, if I was to rank this higher, like, you could definitely make an argument for yeah. you know, it being better than Ichabod and Toad. That's fine. You can be wrong. But... <laughs> If, if you start looking past that and you and you wanted to rank it higher, you're ranking it ahead of fucking Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Bambi, Peter Pan, literally all the classics and the Rescuers. So I mean, obviously we like the Rescuers probably much more than some others, and maybe Mary Poppins as well. But like you can't, I feel like you can't, I can't in good conscience put it above those movies. Yeah. Well, and when Siskel and Ebert were talking about like, oh, this is just taking us back to the Golden Age. Exactly. Really. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah. I like and especially if they if they hit it in American Tale as well. I can't wait to to watch that again whenever we do that. To, I just tried. to see how I feel. I tried but, to watch it one yeah. day cuz it's on Netflix yeah. and I got like 5 minutes in and was like, "Nope, I'm bored." God damn it. You are ridiculous. Yeah. Is that uh ADHD? Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Okay. Well, yeah. So just to recap, not a terrible movie. No, not at all. Not at all. It's it's very it's, just, it's worthwhile for Radigan alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And, and the, like I said, some of the animation perspective, camera perspective scenes going on, definitely worth if you're into that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I was certainly impressed with it, but I just don't think it holds up with some movies that maybe the animation isn't as great, Mm -hmm. but maybe I connect with characters better or I just remember it more. And that was the biggest thing I think of comparing it to the rescuers Mm -hmm. is that the rescuers had better characters overall, even if the villain in this might be stronger. Alrighty, well, thanks, babe, for discussing that with me. Yeah. Our next episode is a special episode. Is it? And we're not going to tell you. Yeah, motherfuckers. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> I don't know why it's such a big deal, but Kevin is really excited to keep it a surprise. Yes, I am. Um, but after the surprise, the movie after that is Who Named Roger Rabbit? Who framed? Who, <laughs> who framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> Who, who named why? Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit why was his mother. Did I type who named Roger? Rabbit? <laughs> I actually typed. That. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so next episode is a special episode. It'll be a short one, um, but after that, we'll be back to our regular programmed schedule. Disney bullshit. <laughs> You're gonna call Who Framed Roger Rabbit Disney bullshit? I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got to be lumped in. You guys. Thank you for the nice comments that you have been leaving us on the Twitters and the iTunes. And the <laughs> it's, face, the, it's the fuel that the keeps us going. Books. No, if you really. Otherwise, want, I'm just going to hang myself. If you really so. want to keep us going, you just tell Kevin he's a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, he likes to rise to the occasion. Uh, so if you haven't, subscribed, rate, and review. Tell all your friends and acquaintances and coworkers and enemies. And, yeah. and frenemies. And frenemies. This is a business and business is done! Holy shit. Warn me next time. See you later. Bye.